0: Welcome to the HR Happy Hour. Today's episode is sponsored by Oracle and is a conversation with Honeywell's Mark Burgess. I recorded this episode at the last Oracle Open World and had a great discussion with Mark around digital transformation to the cloud, insights gained, how a personalized experience is important to organizations today, and much, much more. Thanks for listening. Please help me welcome Mr. Mark Burgess, who is the Senior Director of HR Technology Solutions at Honeywell. For those of you who might not be familiar, which I can't imagine who that would be, but if you're not, <laughs> um, Honeywell is a Fortune 100 company that produces commercial and consumer products, engineering services, and aerospace systems. So, Mark, welcome to the show.
1: No, thanks. Appreciate it. It's nice to be here.
0: Good. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you take a moment, just tell the audience a little bit about yourself what you do at Honeywell, and maybe just about the organization and, and what what you're working on right now. Sure,
1: sure. Well, I'm HR technology veteran. Uh, <laughs> you can see from the white hair, I've been around about 25 years in the industry, <laughs> and I actually came from the freezer to the pan, frying pan because I used to work for Gillette in Boston. Really? Yeah, doing similar work, H R I T work, oh, with my HR goodness. technology. It moved to Phoenix, so yeah. it was the freezer, frying pan for sure.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, so is HR um, better dependent on the weather?
1: Easier, we're, harder? We're, Does
0: that have any impact on that? i say we're that? kind
1: of a hot HR function, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Honeywell's got a really excellent HR uh, function uh, comparatively to other Fortune companies, I think. And we could talk a little bit about some of the stuff we're doing. I think that's on the leading edge of the HR function. Good. Uh, we often borrow... Uh, use cases from other functions and other uh, other industries where there's some really good stuff going on. So sure. Well, be before fun. just to yeah. sort
0: of level set, you know, uh, how large is is yeah, how well, many employees? Sure. Uh, yeah. Where well, are they located?
1: They're they're global and uh, our 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 home headquarters has been moved to recently to North Carolina from to Charlotte, oh. from uh from New Jersey, okay. and uh, so we're just acclimating to that and headquarters. But we have about 140,000 employees. 80-something countries, depending on how you count, maybe 100, you know, countries. So we, we're quite uh, global and distributed everywhere.
0: Okay. And have you been an Oracle customer for very long, or is this a recent transformation that you've been going through?
1: Well, there's a lot of, you know, so on the database side and the other infrastructure side, there's probably a lot of Oracle that I wouldn't necessarily know too too much about. But, yeah, I think they've been an Oracle on that side. HR, we're, we have a PeopleSoft solution, which mm-hmm. Oracle acquired a number decade and a half ago or something. Right. It's been a while. And so in that sense, we've been an Oracle customer from an HR perspective for some time. For some time. hmm
0: Good. I'd like to hear more about sort of your HR technology journey, because I know sort of before the show, we were talking about... Um, you know you have a very specific strategic approach to why you're doing what you're doing with HR technology and I know that's Mm -hmm. the question that we get asked a lot when we're talking with HR leaders who either may not have gone through this process in quite a long while or maybe they're just now thinking about it and thinking about what approach do I need to take in my own organization so could you maybe just share a little bit about your strategic approach and maybe who was involved or how you all came to uh, to the conclusions you did
1: sure yes i've been i 've been there <clears throat> thirteen years so i 've been pretty lucky to, to have been through a journey with with them and it 's part of our functional transformation, so you can hear those buzzwords, but actually there is a lot to it thinking about you know where you 're driving the function, how you 're going to drive productivity efficiency effectiveness, how you mature, what you invest in your people of course so there 's a whole HR strategy for the company but also thinking through a technology strategy and how you support your mission. So I've been lucky to be part of an organization. Our leader is, uh, has been there for quite some time, and about 10 years ago he became a CHRO. Mark James is a good leader and really invested heavily from the beginning in things that are foundational, I think, to when you think about how do you build a technology platform. And you just go out and RFP, You know, or a request for proposal, or do you think strategically about things that IT likes, like they like standardization and limited number of platforms to manage and, you know, to manage scalability, to manage the cost and the number of vendors and all that kind of stuff, and to get economies of scale. But starting from the beginning, about 10 years ago, we went through, excuse me, that that functional transformation where think about global data standardization. These Mm -hmm. are, you know, this is really key to your hr platform and your strategy and i'd be interested to hear ben think about talk about some of the ai stuff because to me for us to be able to leverage that you know new capability the artificial intelligence at different levels or different kinds of capabilities but you need you need data you need data standardization you need access to data you, you, and it's uh, I hate to say it but data's king yes my, my peer is, is over tech, uh, is over data and I'm over technology thank you and uh, you know fought for years but I, I, I it's a losing battle I, <laughs> right. I, I have to <laughs> bow to him now yeah. and her and say uh, you now another person took over recently and she's in charge of our, our global data standards and analytics and reporting and for her to succeed we had to go through this transformation of time and we've done a nice job I think uh, not perfect always have opportunity but of uh, standardizing and, and, and not just our data but our processes and our platforms yes. and so we've uh, we spent four years consolidating a portal an HR portal for employee manager transactions and HRGs or HR generalists mm-hmm. and that was a huge investment you know tens of millions of dollars kind of big investment. And, and three or four years of your HR function doing nothing but focusing on uh, getting the data right, getting the process right, standardizing the systems, getting down to one big global system for for the transaction and then uh, you know investing in the reporting in the analytics warehouse and investing in self-service, the portal. So we spent a lot of time getting to that point and money and it's paid off. I think now we're at a point where we can say, oh, we can leverage, you know, we can switch in a system or out if it's a uh, best of breed or we could actually do data analytics and reporting, which is where mm-hmm. we're going with the AI. I was going to say, I'm so glad you said that because so many people want to hear about like the cool, exciting outcomes, but they don't think about all the the foundational pieces you have yeah. to do in the beginning mm-hmm. to be able to make that happen. You yeah. said that the AI stuff, it doesn't happen. You, if you analyze bad data, you're going to get bad outcomes. And yeah. so if you've got to get that clean. You've got to get standardized. So I'm glad you brought that up at the very beginning because yeah. it's easy to kind of leap over that and, and attracted to some shiny object or yeah. someone selling you something without yeah. without thinking oh, i've got to solve this piece of the problem before i can even get to the actual thing i want to want to try to target yeah big, yeah it's garbage in garbage out i mean that's kind of an old saying but it's there's a lot of truth to that and mm. and um yeah we i think we're to a point now where we can start leveraging some of the some of the uh, big data that's kind of around and even though it's not uh, I mean, when you think about it, HR transactions, there are tens of thousands. There's millions of paychecks mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. but it's still not Google-like data, you know, where yes. you're <laughs> getting, uh, you know, uh, some of these transactions. Uh, I think it's it's one of the travel, it's Travelocity or one of these hotel choice or travel choice places where they transact, like, uh, uh, tens of millions of those a day the data behind it is is enormous which is really powerful if you know how to how to handle it which is kind of what oracle's expertise you know managing the data having access to the data and then doing something with it after right. that.
0: Well, it's the doing something with it piece, too. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of leaders, whether they're human resource leaders, IT leaders, CFOs, CEOs, it's, you know you, you have a lot of information within your organization, but it's, number one, access, which, of course, it sounds like you know, you've gone through a very rigorous process to get access to that data and having it cleaned mm. and standardized and so forth. But then it is those insights. I think that's what, when we, when we think about what, mm-hmm. Um, Chris Leone has talked about here at Open World or what Larry Ellison has talked about in the keynote as well. I mean, or or any of the development, you know, uh, leaders here, um, everyone, it kind of circles back to the insights that you get. It's not just about having the data, it's that next step, right? And so it seems like now Mm -hmm. that you have it in place you're more in that position, right? So you can start not only analyzing the data you currently had or previously had it's, it's that look forward, I think, which is yeah. where the AI comes in, right? It's yeah. starting to have sort of that machine learning uh, impact. Are you seeing any of, of those efforts being kind of rewarded yet, or is it still yeah. a little bit too early for those? I think for we're just
1: branching on to, into the like digital assistant. Oracle has uh, the o- ODA, which is Oracle Digital Assistant mm-hmm. Platform, mm-hmm. a series of platforms, really but we're, we 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 are in pilot mode and have a pretty sophisticated pilot out to 3000 employees 15 in the next few weeks and 56,000 by the end of the year and 100, all 120 by next year. I mean, wow. we're we're okay. we've got a pretty good it can answer questions, it can look at policies, it can help transact, it help employee end-to-end. The vision on it is pretty significant. It's it's really kind of like what I've started to to say, it just came out one day, it's kind of like the, our digital assistant to the employee we envision as being like Jarvis's to, to Iron Man. Right. Yeah. right. That's, I love it, that. It's, it's personalized, it's available all the time, it's wherever you are, whenever you need it, it mm-hmm. can answer just about any kind of question, not just HR, but you know other functions, IT, or, sure. or Honeywell questions, or even the business supplier chain. So that's the concept, the vision. I mean, we're obviously a ways away from being the, there and so is and it, it's one of those things where the market will say it's ready and i don't know what you think ben but there's a lot still it's still very immature that you know the gartner talks about a hype cycle and mm-hmm. right. the expectations are still leading where the technology actually is it's ahead right. of of what the technology can actually deliver but it's getting better and language is a big piece of that, the NLP, the natural language yes. processing mm-hmm. and understanding and generation. Those things are, are getting better, but they still have, it's a lot of work to train a chatbot on how to carry on a conversation intelligent and how to bail when it's lost or how to, that okay. piece we have down, it's a pretty easy. We probably do that, you know, pretty well because it's integrated with Salesforce, but um, our version. But But yes, exactly. It's that it's tricky, and uh, we're learning a lot, and it's moving fast. And you know, I think the market's staying a little bit ahead of us, so Mm -hmm. that's good. We can, we can continue to try to catch up and have a sophisticated conversational chatbot. I, I will say, just back to the other conversation. I don't. I'm not really in charge of the, the data, as I said. I have a peer that really does all the analytics, but we do a lot of prescriptive and predictive and prescriptive work and we've invested in teams of people that do that kind of analytic reporting because it's not something you necessarily just release to an end user maybe in some cases there's some reporting that you give them but it's a result of a series of, of manipulation and working the data and trying to understand it and Can so. you talk
0: a little bit about the type of, of people you hired for those roles then? Because I think, again, if, I if, oh, really? if, yeah. if someone, you know, again, whether you're at a, a smaller organization or midsize or large... I think you know if that's something you're not going through mm-hmm. yet, you might not even know to think about having sort of that intermediary between the end users and and the data. Yeah. So what what type of roles are these? Is it one? Is it one role? You know, one one type of role? Is it multiple roles? Um, I in think the we
1: I think we've uh, been able to take some people that just have a knack for data okay. and reporting, but in general, you're looking for data scientists, which is different than your average Joe. You know, sure. these are a lot, often kind of mathematical, mathematician type folks, or they think differently, <laughs> you know, they might look, they might show up at your door in a ponytail or something, I don't know, but they're just, <laughs> they're different. It's a genre of person that is, um, thinks that way and loves the tool, loves the data, loves to solve a problem and sort through, you know, mounds of, of, of information and, or mm-hmm. data and try to make information and analytics out of it. And, and then they have to be really skilled in these, in various tool sets, you know, our analytics warehouse, but R and other kinds of analytic tools that, and we, we do actually use Oracle BI. We use their OBIE platform and have a pretty robust self-service around that. But yeah, you know, when it comes to predictive and prescriptive, it's, it's, it's uh, we're learning, but we do some pretty cool things. And we could, we could tell better than a manager from our analytics who is a flight risk Really, so okay. so You're already that. seeing that. It, benefit. It's interesting. It's almost right. a little. Scary. As long as you can identify why, mm-hmm. then it's less scary. You know? And we can. We can tell you what all the factors were that were used and how the algorithms were built, and then then you can kind of go, oh, okay, I see how how that put together. What's more, I think on the on the uh, artificial intelligence, you know, the controversy out there is it get those algorithms get so complex. How do you describe? what they did mm-hmm. who is it that knows how they came to a conclusion about yes. but right. we haven't we, we're not there but as far as uh doing some prescriptive so predictive would be who's the who's going to be a scanner team and then prescriptive would be who what do you do about it right um, and then how do you prove that that worked that after you apl- after you have your manager apply those things so we're we're on you know we're, we're doing some of that and it's uh, it's very interesting and and useful. Because think about attrition, how expensive it is for I'm a sure. company. Then there's an actual really great business case and great return on investment when, you, when you're looking at those kinds of investments.
0: Yeah, the flip side, too, when you think about, you know, organizations always have sort of some, some percentage of the population who are... Not planning on leaving, but probably should
1: mm-hmm. and so I think mm-hmm. you
0: can use those tools for that same thing right if you're if you're not seeing certain people pop up as a flight risk and maybe they maybe they need to be right, and so it can also you can kind of t- twist that around and have those conversations as well yeah. right if you see your you're losing more of the people you want to keep and then keeping more of the ones, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're sort of, it just gives you a... Right, are you
1: doing good performance management? Exactly, it just lets uh,
0: you have that ability to assess your overall approach to performance mm -hmm. and try and figure out why is there a mismatch there that you're not really... Yeah, and help them get
1: better or help them find a different, maybe Absolutely. it's a job placement or something.
0: What would be one of the, the biggest, maybe pleasant surprises that you've sort of you know seen come out of this, whether it's something internal or something related to the technology, it could be anything really. What, what are some of the things that you've just been really happy that have happened that maybe when you started on this you didn't necessarily anticipate?
1: Yeah, well, and I, and I go back to an analogy I've used before, which is with this whole journey is, it's like building a house too. So Mm -hmm. you build the, if you don't put a foundation in your house and you don't put up the studs and the two by fours and the drywall and everything, you can't start with the attic or the second floor or you can't leave out the foundation, the cement and everything or else you will be surprised in the end. So actually, as we look at it and go back, it was was strategic, but it also was a leap of faith and investment from our CHRO to say I'm going to spend the time and the money to get all that in place. And then... Four or five years into it when we finished we looked at the house and said wow look at look at what we can do now i think we were a little bit surprised about how how much we could leverage out of that work that had been and we we would even go to other, you know, I go to other networking meetings with peers and they can't even mm-hmm. tell you how many employees you have at the company with any level of certainty. This and happens that's really almost tough, yeah. It's it's time. amazing, you know, where we're at. Yes. But it's not easy. It, it sounds easy, right. but when you're an acquisition machine like Johnson Johnson or some other, <laughs> you know, and you just have yeah. one machine, one, one type of uh, database or ACM or human capital management system. Um, or different ERPs, and you're trying to make sense of it as you acquire. They don't talk to integrations are what break everything. Integrations are the tough, toughest, or interfaces are the toughest thing. So, right. so I think we're, we were surprised about how nimble and how uh, how much value we got out of a lot of that foundational work. I have peers, you know, that run do the same kind of role that I have, and they'll say. How do i get that kind of reporting how do i know what the demographics and all the (laughs) tough story to tell because it like you said at the beginning it's a it's tempting to want to jump to the house that's completely finished without doing the rest of the the work and now we are at a stage where we where we are doing this digital assistant to me it's a Mm -hmm. to our vision it is you know a critical interface it might be starting to be a preferred Choice of interacting with, getting HR work done or other work done as an as an employee, our customer experience, the kind of experience you have, how easy it is, uh, how how convenient it is, how accessible, uh, you know, to type or talk to a digital assistant and have instead of hunt and peck.
0: Mm -hmm. Or even in
1: a nice, we have a pretty nice portal, and our layout's pretty easy. But it's still surprising how the end-to-end experience can come together when you say, I just need to transfer Jeff. Okay, where do you want to transfer him to? Underneath Sally. Do you mean Sally Smith? Yeah, I mean Sally Smith. Okay, I'll have that done for you. What date do you want to affect it? Tomorrow. Okay, it's done. You know, that kind of ease is just almost shocking. It's kind of looking at, like, how Amazon, right? And if you pick Amazon or Zappos or somebody like that... It's, we want it to be that easy to interact mm-hmm. with, with HR.
0: Well, I think, yes. oddly, the thing I, I'm finding with a digital assistant that Oracle has, it's, it almost makes you feel cared for. Whereas like, I can remember working in human resources whenever self-service first came around and people thought, like, well, no one's caring for me. Mm-hmm. I have to go do this, even if it was easy, even if it looked mm-hmm. beautiful, whatever. This is really just making it that, that next step, but all of a sudden, the technology makes you feel cared for, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that, that digital assistant really took care of that for me. It's like, yes. I don't know how you are if you use Alexa or whatever, I do, and I do tend to feel like it's almost like a person in my house, right? I can ask it to do mm-hmm. anything, and it's it gets it done for me. It orders things and it, you know, yeah. delivers the, all these all these things. So so I think that's what's maybe different with a digital assistant. Yeah. And it gives that, we're talking about putting some kind of the human back into the work, right? Into the yes. technology instead of the other way around. And it, it makes it more human. Yeah.
1: Just, you can actually Every Google time. a number one like, question is like, will you marry me? <laughs> <It's> not even <laughs> what's the weather, but it's will you marry me? So there's exactly. small talk that Oracle it. and, and right. as we've implemented, we've built in and we'll Respond to that and say, "Well, in the virtual sense, I guess we could do that, or have some (laughs) kind of personality to it." Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's what, and that's that also will just drive user adoption. If it Mm -hmm, if it's mm -hmm. not just easy to use, if it not only gives you the right answer, but if it has an element of fun, and again makes you feel sort of cared for, connected in a different way. Yeah, I mean, it's all good. It is.
1: I mean, we've had studies and talked with our our leaders and everything, and trying to figure out what level of what kind of persona do you develop for that right. you don't want it to be too serious and too you know uh, regimented and strict sure. you don't want it to be too carefree and go goofing around and everything yes. right. but finding a nice balance like you would with the person that you're working with and finding pleasant yes. pharmacy, and being able to have a little joke oh like that or something it, uh, it does
0: make it. A- well this is this is fascinating um, you know the what are you most excited about? Is there anything that you're hearing or even that just in your, in your partnership with Oracle that you're most excited for that's coming next?
1: Yeah. Well, one thing that is really important to our functional transformation team, which they're, they're the visionaries that we have a really progressive team, mm-hmm. uh, functional transformation and, uh, what is part of our digital journey or digital, uh, digitization, um, it, one thing that was really important to them was the, one of the channels, which is team rooms. So team, you know, or Microsoft Teams. Right. That's where our people, that's where we're moving and pushing to have the majority of the personas or like at least your white-collar workforce work uh, most of the day. That's where they their team teams and project and and uh, smaller larger teams are. Um, you know, where you store your files, all that kind of stuff that maybe SharePoint and other things would, this kind of pulls all that together. And that's where yeah. we're pushing a chat, an IM, all that occurs right within Microsoft Teams. I'm sure you've probably used it. So we don't want the user to have to go outside there. If we, if we, if we can keep them in that channel or they're right there and it's just like chatting with a person, they could chat with a chatbot or mm-hmm. our digital mm-hmm.
0: assistant. Thank you so much for joining us yeah. this afternoon and sharing just some of what you're up to and, and your partnership with Oracle. And I think we probably have to follow up uh, in a year or so and see how that's all coming yeah, along. Yeah, maybe next right? year maybe if you guys are year. here. Absolutely. Where can people reach out to you, whether it's to get information about Honeywell sure. or, or just to ask you know any questions? There, Are you on LinkedIn or where yeah. can they well, find LinkedIn, you? Yeah, LinkedIn,
1: absolutely. You can find me, Mark Burgess on LinkedIn, Honeywell. Okay. Find me, reach out to me there if they have questions or i love to network and, and benchmark and i learned from we we're all different places of the journey plenty of people ahead of us in certain places and, and you know and uh, we share and uh and i think that's real healthy at the right we don't give away too much secret sauce well that's right no secret sauce you know but uh, i think that networking is really important We sure. really help each other out in the industry it's great
0: okay well good well thank you so much